2: Hello and welcome to the 304th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: This is Matt. I've had something in my eye for four days in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, huge show tonight. Massive show. I know we've got some hard-hitting news items to get to. Um, Mm -hmm. But first, I just wanted to update you guys really quickly because I know you're on the edge of your seats. I am within 200 feet of clearing out, completing... The Everest challenge that we did uh, <laughs> no. about a month ago. Are you
2: still so filling out the? Uh, the I Google have drive gone down in here? and
1: I have still been filling out the uh, spreadsheet that we have. I noticed little guy has not added any more feet to it. So I have written. So I am, so. <laughs> am clear and away. Uh, in second, I am within 200 feet of. Huh. I was disappointed that my last uh, ride didn't quite get me there, but yeah, uh, I well. just wanted to put you guys on blast. And Congratulations
0: on that! I think you're gonna get it. Um, being as I haven't been filling it out and or straving all my rides, I don't have anything to. Is th- there a reason show.
2: why you stopped straving, little guy? Like, you're I was not a fan. Like, what's your?
0: No, no, no. I just I forget. I like I stra- so I went on a ride today, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I straved it. I don't know. I just remembered when I was leaving the house. I went on a, two rides the two days before, roughly the sameish length uh but with way more climbing Spencer like oh my god hills 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 but i forgot to record them but i forgot to push button
2: strava like we we talked a lot about it last week with um the email from uh Todd Aldridge right uh-huh. about the the controversy between right. him and his new frenemy out there yes. in the streets of Massachusetts getting the strava KOM um there's still continued back and forth there. Uh, Todd, just keep us updated on all of it. Um, just keep those emails coming. I just want to you know, make sure that, uh, that you do have a true enemy here.
1: Yeah. Little guy is uh, still 14,000 feet behind. I just pulled this up because I wanted okay. to uh, just <laughs> check in real quick. Um, well, so, only because I,
0: oh, man, I'm just going to have to do it yeah. now, right? Just to like.
1: Yeah. I, um, it I, is a pride thing now. You're going to have to close this out at some point. But Tim hits on an important point. Um, Strava has been kind of the subject of a bunch of angst lately because, you know, they, they changed what you get, um, for free basically. Yes. Um, yes, that so is true. no longer can you really, uh, track your KOMs and stuff like that, or your, your, they basically took away all the fun stuff and put it behind a paywall, which is totally, totally within their, um, you know, Makes sense purvey as a business, I guess they're trying to as make some money. Business. <laughs> Um yeah, quote unquote business. Um <laughs> but Tim brings up a great point that you can still have a lot of fun with Strava by recording your rides and just messing with people trying to take their KOMs and mm-hmm. starting fights with your with your neighbors um that's, who you may not have that's met true. yet.
2: And in front of the pod Todd is is crushing that. Um this does get into a little bit of a conversation. So last week I was coming back from a ride on Thursday morning. To the north part of Orlando. And as I'm coming back, I get to my street. Um, and there's there's a bunch of KOMs, garbage KOMs, because I never really wanted to go after them previously. Mm-hmm. But also they cross a bunch of intersections, so they're mm-hmm. just not really the safe ones. Like, th- you know, there's sure. there's some KOMs that everyone respects in a community that goes like that is the most important KOM in Orlando. It's called yes. temple cobbles because everyone rides that one. It's you know, you know it. There's a couple here on my street. I live on Primrose, and it's like, you know, Primrose one, Primrose two, Primrose three. Like, there's just a ton of them. And, but there was a box truck at the stoplight, and I was riding with one uh, other uh, guy, and I said, hey, my ride's here. I'll see you later.
1: Uh And
2: the box truck started, and I get right. I mean, I'm right up on the bumper because I figure, you know, I'm going to be able to stop faster than this guy, even though I'm on rim brakes. I'm going to be able to stop faster. (laughs) Than this box truck. Anyway, Yeah, this guy, I mean, it's a 25 mile an hour speed limit road. Any other time, I would have totally appreciated this guy for running the speed limit.
0: Uh Not today.
2: But by the end of it, I was cursing. I was like, come on, man. Just like put the pedal down just a little bit. I ended up getting like third on all of the KOMs by like three seconds because he maxed out at 28 miles an hour. But- that got me to thinking with my friends. We started, of course, texting about the glory so, that was this box truck. And my friend so, Joey says, I think we should just actually rent a U-Haul truck one day oh. <laughs> and drive around the city go. and just put the bikes in the back. And then whoever yeah. wants to get the, K- the that KOM just jumps out, gets the KOM, puts the bike back in the back. So you're going to go, have, and we have gonna go the,
1: full breaking away. On oh, Strava yeah. KOMs in Orlando.
2: Oh, yeah. And and the whole point would be is that the box truck itself, the back mm-hmm. of the box truck will actually be open mm-hmm. where my three teammates are sitting around maybe on some like camper chairs, mm-hmm. um, throwing back some, uh, some Crispy Boys, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of like, well, come on, Tim, you can do it. And like, I get the one and, that I want.
1: And maybe more importantly, getting uh, footage for, you know, your Rafa-esque um, film documentary of you taking yes. all these KOMs. Oh,
2: and 100%. This documentary will, will definitely be on the Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel. <laughs> it's going to be black and white, lots of graininess. I may actually not wear a helmet just to really get the point across, Rafa style. <laughs> Have my mouth open, uh-huh. just just totally just gasping for air through those diesel fumes coming from the.
1: Is it um...
2: the Penske? Eh, no, it's going to be a haul truck because it's the lowest loading dock in the business.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it fair to call these things Rafa esque anymore? Is it? I mean, I know that's just a a joke, but like everybody has, like I don't think there's a brand out there not making Rafa esque cycling ads anymore.
0: It's true. You bring up a good point with the the gasping for air. I I was on a ride today, as I said, and I was fine with the mask until we went up a climb, and. I was riding my buddy, Eamon, and he he put the herd on me and I was trying to stay in touch and I couldn't do it. And he was out of sight. So I took the mask off there because I couldn't breathe.
2: Sounds pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. So here's what I was thinking. Here's my idea for the UCI. This would keep everyone safer. When cycling starts again and pro cycling starts again, they make all the riders wear masks except for a la the helmet rule on the final climb of the day they can take the mask off okay. so they can they can totally shadow box all day you won't see the pain faces you won't know who's who's been just mouth breathing and freak and just losing <laughs> until you get to that last climb and we'll see them all undo the mask take it off bring it over to the team car
2: uh-huh is that it's when gonna, it's gonna be takes off his mask and everyone's like no put it back on <laughs>
0: so yeah it'll be it'll be great it'll be this moment of drama where the the camera can zoom in and be like oh valverde's about to take the mask off how's he looking how's he looking oh it's not happening today he's just shutting it down he's just taking that mask off just so he can get up the final climb
1: you know i i see one one big issue with this is uh your normal bike race stage of the tour whatever it is you're coming in around five six hours right that mm-hmm. final climb's going to be 20 minutes. And yeah. so b- prior to that, you're going to have mask from chin to bridge of nose and then you're mm-hmm. going to have 100% or other giant brand of sunglass from bottom <laughs> of nose to top of forehead and yeah. then helmet like we're not going to know who anyone is yeah. at yeah. all until
0: well, the that last 20 minutes like a of bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, but this might make the final climb all the more interesting when cool. you you say I hope that, I hope that Colfitis guy takes off his mask. Cause I'd like to know who he is.
2: I got to imagine that there's a bunch <laughs> of team managers right now already selling the sponsorship to the face covering. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, yeah. Um, it's, it's not going like, to be a oh, uh, <laughs> mask. It's going to be some other company that they got to give them a
2: couple grand. <laughs> yeah. Now I just, I, I, when I've been riding, um, like I said last week, even though I'm in the hotbed of Corona Corona land, um, apparently, uh, worldwide, the, I've been wearing the neck buff when I've been riding, mm-hmm. uh, my Movistar neck buff. I feel like Valverde out there. Very easy to pull up over the uh, mouth and nose if you get uh, too, too close at a stoplight or something. You just kind of want to you know, add an extra layer of protection for your uh, friends or, or whomever. It hasn't been that big of a deal. I would even venture to say that I may actually just start making the neck buff a regular piece of my riding wardrobe because mm-hmm. it protects my neck from getting like... Sunburn.
0: Sunburn. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a Sunburn protector. You
2: gotta protect the neck. Shout out to Wu Tang. <laughs> ta- ta- number one rap album of all time. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Enter the 36 chambers. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um <laughs> Well, boys, okay. on that uh Segway Street that just totally led us into a dead end. Um, let's get into the biggest news in cycling right now. And of course, that has to do with Chris Froom. Realizing that it is over, that he is never going to win a Tour de France again, and going for a five-year contract in Israeli cycling startup nation, five uh, starting next year, uh, the writing must be on the wall, gentlemen. Uh, He may have a couple more podiums left in him, but he clearly is not back to full, because if he was, there was no way he was going to be leaving Team Sky in those lovely Pinarello bikes he has known for the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh yeah. well i mean bernal's kind of a kind of a good rider and he's what 15 16 and you got garrett thomas yeah but i mean that eh, you know
2: when well, he won the tour come on guy, no man. i know it's he's a, a he's a shade. really good
0: rider yeah, i'm just, just saying i don't think sky's it, just because this podcast's
1: him. own admission anybody who wins a grand tour is a, a first ballot hall of famer so garrett yeah, yeah, thomas sure. has got to go oh. in
0: 100%. Oh, Gary Thomas, for sure, is a first ballot Hall of Famer
1: I will, I will veto that.
0: <laughs> he won the tour and he got blown off his bike that one time.
2: That's he, true. um His book is amazing. Uh, but also, let's get into this, guys. Are you shocked that Froome is leaving Team Sky? And then as a follow-up, if you are, are you even more shocked that he's going to Israeli Cycling Academy Nation, Startup Nation, mm-hmm. whatever it's called?
0: I think the answer is no and no to that.
1: Yeah. uh, Not shocking that the time, the writing was on the wall there at Ineos, I think. Um, Despite there pretty much always being too many cooks in the kitchen, um, you kind of knew he was the Gordon Ramsay, I guess, Uh, but (laughs) not so much anymore. So, um, you know, he got demoted maybe to sous chef and is not, not so excited. So he wants to be the... The big dog somewhere, he wants to, uh, you know, uh, be the, the, the top guy, the man in charge. So where was I, he going to go, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I can think of gonna... 20 teams that probably would have taken him, right? I like, yeah, I would have loved to see seen him on Movistar.
1: Not, not going to happen. Wouldn't be the top dog.
2: Who, a Moss over Froom?
1: Oh, yeah. See, he's got to be the head honcho.
2: Okay. He's clearly cashing out the contract. Props Dan to him. Dan Martin. Dan Martin. But here's the question, boys. How long do you think Factor keeps that bike sponsorship? Or do you think that they're going to get bought out very quickly here?
1: They keep it through the end of whatever contract they have currently going.
2: I don't know much about Factor's. They looked great when they were on the AG2R team. Um, well, that everything
0: looks great with Brown. I,
2: I have friends that ride Factor's. They like them. Um, but I am curious as to... Froome carries a lot of weight. I mean, not yeah. on his body. Like, so no, the bike none. will be able to last. But he... he <laughs> He carries a lot of weight in the sponsorship game. That I gotta, I gotta expect that there's some companies that want to sponsor him.
1: Yeah, he may be yeah. the big enchilada on an uh, on Israeli startup nation, but he doesn't carry that on his body weight. No, no. The the, the thing I will be most curious about uh, bike wise with this change is I don't know anything about factors. I've never ridden one. I've never seen one in person. I don't know anything about him. I have, on the other hand, ridden a Pinarello. Um, terrifying got a ton of speed wobble on that bike when I was riding it in the mountains of Utah. And I am, Froome has always been labeled as kind of a bad descender. And I am curious if that tag will follow him this year. He like, he might be 20 minutes up the road from everyone if they put him on a good bike. So I am, uh, I am curious to see uh, this change from Wait, Pinarello. Uh, he's he going to be on disc year, too. He's still on Team Sky
2: this year.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yes. Sorry, chemicals whatever. chemicals chemicals
2: when he's on the petrochemical t- did you guys see by the way that inios now is making a car
0: yeah they're making a defender basically basically yeah. the
2: land rover or the range rover yeah defender,
0: yeah, yeah yeah naturally yeah.
2: well okay. you gotta
0: burn you gotta burn those chemicals you make somehow
2: yeah it's it's used to create single track as we discussed last week yeah um so then you have sky so what is going to be the Ineos bus at the Tour this year? Do you think Froome is going to pull the uh the the Badger Bernard Hino and just like still battle Bernal all the way to the end and then just God, know he I doesn't so. have it?
0: Uh I don't, but I hope. I really hope for a good just a good knock him out three-way fight and like all the all the riders. So I think Ineos is going to have to be careful. They're not going to put any Domestiques on that team that are out of contract at the end of the year because those guys are gonna are gonna definitely help Froome, and then Froome's gonna get them a sweet contract is at Startup Nation. So <laughs> if if there's anyone that isn't locked down for next year, and suddenly they start taking polls for Froome on the climbs, you know what's going on in that contract negotiation.
2: Mm-hmm. I really love seeing these teams that clearly are set up for future dominance that just don't have the world tour like team license just yet right because this team was so instrumental in the juro starting at in israel uh was Mm -hmm. that just two years ago and then now they're world tour and now they have Froome. like and it's like a three or four year process so here in the u.s we just have like now rally starting to be mentioned in the takeover talks of the triple c license and you're like okay so you know two years from now rally united healthcare is going to be like a pro tour team Like you can just kind of see that kind of our world tour team, just how they slowly climb. Um, Little guy and Spencer, but mostly this is little guy corner (laughs) right here. Uh, Ketones. How much, how much do we need to, uh, how much weight do we need to throw into the new scandal arising of the 2012 Olympics that team Britain was basically uh, using Olympic athletes as guinea pigs?
0: Yeah. I feel like they framed it as they were using them as guinea pigs, but they I imagine they actually knew the ketones were going to help and they just framed it that way so they could have have deniability and get all the riders to like sign those weird creepy agreements that they would go down if it became a doping offense. None of that makes any sense. It, it's oh, so then, bizarre.
2: And then how like how much crap has the Western nations given Russia? from the icarus thing right because no i know but from the sochi olympics with just like their whole doping scandal of the hole in the wall of the Mm -hmm. the testing facility and then oh what do you know the 2012 olympics in london you have the entire great britain team using ketone trials
0: i mean anyone who believes that the home nation is not at the least of any olympic games pushing the envelope to the well, absolute limit is 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 definitely deliberate. i
2: don't know why you hate america little guy but the 1980 <laughs> olympics miracle on ice was one of the yeah. greatest things and i'm sorry you don't believe in miracles
0: mm-hmm. yeah we also we also blood doped a lot on american olympic teams <laughs> in the 80s so you know pushing the envelope i mean so, i'm not surprised by the ketone thing it's just What's funny to me is how Ineos and Sky has always been like, we we don't ever do it. And you have teams now who are like, yeah, we use them because it's legal. But Ineos has always claimed they don't. And I just, I don't for a second. A second believe they haven't been like doing the ketones since 2010. One, they're the skinniest MFers in the world. (laughs) They're definitely doing ketones. (laughs) Thanks for
2: editing that. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm uh, trying uh, to keep it for the kids.
2: Spencer, I'm assuming you don't care at all about ketones. No, not even a little bit. Well, let's segue, straight to something Spencer does care about. And of course, I'm talking about the Everest challenge. As he mentioned earlier, he is getting so close to finishing. How do you feel about Alberto Contador ripping the title savagely from Lachlan Morton by two and a half minutes on a 13% climb and an epic black and white video production to go along with it (laughs) for his new bike
1: company. Um, He's got a new model coming out with Basso. It looks like, um, uh, but, um, no, I, I think it makes perfect sense that a, uh, a 37 year old retired (laughs) professional cyclist, um, and former grand tour, a champion, uh, even being several years out of the game would absolutely destroy the likes of Lachlan Morton, um, who is a, a great climber, but a retired Alberto Contador is still going to destroy. It. And I would, I would love to see a Garrett Thomas or a Chris Froome go after Neverest because it it would take another ten minutes off of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we're going to see that um, because apparently only retired pros and lachlan morton have time to go to everest so well, well
0: here's the question fortunately we're gonna have racing soon
1: how Ooh. many
2: professional cyclists have started an everest challenge and then have quit about halfway through when they realized that they weren't on the the pace of keegan swenson or i'm not even i mean yes i guess guyman at one point keegan swenson and now uh Contador. bookman
0: kind of did it not
2: really lachlan morton for sure
1: uh right. Martin did it twice. Yeah. Do you think that there's a lot of people
2: get. like that are stopping halfway through? They're like, Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. I mean, it's so a you, long time at the, at the shortest, but can we also talk? I mean, we're, you know, all this talk of Contador, but how about Emma Pooley? Just <laughs> like dropping, dropping the hammer and taking the mm-hmm, women's record true. the same week. Um, also a super impressive performance, um, to see that.
1: Yeah. And she, she took that from Katie Hall, I think, yeah. who, uh, is no joke, uh, climbing. So I'm sure that one was a 15 minutes
2: is what she took it off. <laughs> like that's incredible. And yeah. I guess let me, do, I just want to, I mean, I'll go on the record and say it right now, boys. I think everything is the best thing to come out of this whole COVID pandemic thing. I, I love it. It's great. I think the rules are total BS as far as like, oh, it can only be a single climb up. You can't have like a road where you can do like the parabola effect, right, where you do the descent and then use that in. Like you it needs to just be a straight climb like at the bottom you need to be stopped to go back up. Yep. Um but I overall I'm absolutely enthralled with this thing. I think it it should continue um, and I I would love to see how fast this thing can eventually be. Um do you... my favorite part is that there's not drug
0: drug testing on it though or motor <laughs> testing. Will will the UCI take it over? Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Guaranteed. 100%. So that kind of leads into my, um, my question. How badly do you think the entirety of the UK are kicking themselves that they've been doing hill climb challenges for 100 years or whatever, but they didn't think about their branding to call it Everesting and it would have just blown up and taken over the whole world?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're
2: pretty bummed like, about it. I mean, the hill climbs in the UK, they're really all about them as we've yeah. learned from all of our listeners. And I and really,
1: we've, we've made fun of them plenty. And, uh, us Americans and, and everywhere else, we don't understand the, the rapture that they have with these hill climbs. And now all of a sudden we're like the most excited about Everest ever. Um, you know, as right. Tim was just saying, he thinks it's the best thing since sliced uh, bread.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would personally love to go do some of those hill climbs, like watching any videos of those. And it takes everything of a race and, and condenses it of like, you're just going up a, a climb with people yelling at you and you get to make a weird bike with no brakes and like not wear helmets and weird <laughs> stuff. That's the coolest thing. Like, do I just have one brake? Do I shave my bars? Do I drill holes in everything? I love it.
1: The answer is yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, it's still pretty cool.
2: I I love it. Congrats to both Emma and Alberto for winning. I can't wait for the UCI rules on to take this over in the amount of commissaries you need to hire to make this a oh, totally God. non-egalitarian title, which is the best part about it right now is that pretty much anybody can go do this. Um, granted, there's this is going to be ripe with doping at some point if it is not already as far as just the people just loaded up trying to go after this thing.
0: (laughs) Well, at some, at some point you're right. Somebody, no one has heard of outside of one local group of Strava KOM hunters is going to take this and then all, all controversy is going to explode, you know, yeah, and accusations will be flying. So,
1: well, I think the, the, the exciting thing about it and, and we can speak to this having done a, a several weeks long, uh, everesting challenge is that you it's a yardstick that you can actually, uh, compare yourself to pros with, like, I don't know what it's like to race the tour de France. I don't know, you know, like what it's like to do Flanders, but I know what it's like to climb, uh, uh 200 feet shy of 29,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to see Alberto do that in seven and a half hours or whatever, And to be like, ah, I've been trying to do this for a few weeks now, that's impressive. Man, that guy, that guy's no joke. So I think, I think that's part of the allure, you know, it's gotta be. So spring cyclocross is
2: around the corner from what I can gather. Bear with me. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm with you. So cycling is canceled. Um, a lot of things are canceled. Cycling is canceled. It's supposed to kick off again August 1st. We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, yeah. But I think that we need to take advantage. We have a prime opportunity to restructure the cross calendar to start March 1st and to go through <laughs> May 1st for a spring cross. We're going to actually get muddy weather. We're going to actually have... Not dry, dusty, hundred degree racing. We're gonna actually why would not this- have to train through the hottest part of the year. Like you're gonna ride your your trainer in the basement uh, to prepare for this. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so it's why are you starting in March? Why don't you start in January? It's too cold. Nobody wants to do that. You gotta ride your Zwift sometime. So you're just um,
0: saying do it do it here and this is a USA based thing not like the this Europros. is
1: definitely a US based thing because um,
0: our, our weather does fit better with this.
1: Yeah, I think it'll catch on a lot of places though. So, but we can be we can be leaders <laughs> yeah, here. Such
2: a dynamite idea!
1: But the best part about this the the cherry on the on the top of the icing on this cake the cyclocross cake is that is it a okay? cake if you're racing cross up until May first, you got to bump the early spring road racing. Back, Yes. So road racing would officially start May 1st and go through the end of October, yeah. which right now I don't care where you live in the U S your crate calendar is done mid June. Like it's mm-hmm. over. There's nothing in August. There's nothing in July, nothing in for road in September. Uh, you're just burning out the, the best months of the year for riding. So, uh, and instead you're just trying to train for cross in a hundred degree weather and it's getting dark at 5. PM. So let's just fix all this, restructure it a little bit, and uh, everybody's just going to have a better time. Could be true.
0: There's really no reason why we have to do cross the same time that the Euro pros do cross.
2: Um, as the official cyclocross podcast on the Wide Angle Podium Network, uh-huh. I think it is our duty to say um, that this is... Well, I don't agree with you, so I guess I was going to say this is a dynamite <laughs> idea. I just... <laughs> I'd start it in January and just do all the Southern races first and then you can go up. Like I like the winter idea. Road season is just a wash. Anybody, no one does that anymore, apparently. Um, but regardless, it's gravel
0: season, gravel. Season.
2: Um, have you, have you run this idea past, uh, the boys over at bike shop CX or bill at uh CX hairs radio? Uh,
1: no, I have not, but I do have quotes from them. They love it. They can't get enough of it. <laughs> Uh, they are making phone calls as we speak to see if they can't get it done.
2: Awesome. Well, to see how professional cyclists are welcoming this wonderful idea, let's check in with Michael Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Hugh Carthy from Education First Cross Cycling, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All
2: right, guys. Here we are in the pre-lap. Um, we have three great things to talk about this week. But first, I want to take the one off the top. This is Spencer. Sorry, you're, okay. you're you're in second. You can you can pick up the uh what whatever else you want to talk about. But let me go first. Wideanglepodium.com. Head over to Wideanglepodium.com. You can find out all about the different shows that we have. Um, special shout-outs to No Training Wheels. Again, continues to slay it because as much Mm. as we make fun of crit racing, Rob continues to tell us how awesome it is. And it actually makes me excited to watch crit racing again when it does return here in the U.S. in the USA crits format and other ways. So head over to wideanglepodium.com. Check out the shows. We have a slew of great shows, but special shout out to No Training Wheels this week. Absolutely love it. Um, And while you're there, you can check out the shop feature up top where we have a couple of new um, items of which, as little guy was getting at earlier, the UCI's new mandated mask rule. Uh, We have wide angle podium (laughs) masks and wide angle podium buffs to go along with a Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast wherever you go. Maybe the pool in the backyard. Um, So check it out. I absolutely love the buffs. I've heard great things about it. My order will be placed soon. So check it out. Go to WideAnglePodium.com and click on the shop option to find out more.
1: And so the other way that you can support Wide Angle Podium other than buying merch and listening to podcasts and, of course, telling your friends to check out shows on the network because that is probably the number one thing you could do. But the other thing you can do is if you're feeling maybe not up for a cross season in, in the spring, you can get yourself fired up with a little coffee from Grimper Brothers. Check out the viewer mail or the uh, Hello Cyclocross Friends blends that we have by heading to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to check those out. Get yourself a bag of beans and uh, get yourself properly caffeinated to attack whatever cycling season you're heading into. Um, again, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. Proceeds from those two blends directly benefit the shows that you love on the network.
2: Absolutely, and yeah. we'd also like to encourage you to head over to Buckler Skincare to check out the Miracle Wap Chammy Cream. Yeah. I love it; I've been using it all the time. The tingle is the miracle. Just head over to bucklerskincare.com to find out and to see the Miracle Wap Chammy Cream. Space Miles.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't have a discount code for that one because uh, it is worth every penny.
2: Yeah, that is absolutely true.
1: Awesome, boys.
2: Let's get back to the show.
1: This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Pod.
2: All right, guys, here we are. We have, as always, a slew of listener emails to get to. We have a great Ask Slow Ride on Twitter question that I think is going to top it off. This one comes from Paul Buchanan, friend of the pod, and my favorite Klein Bicycle middleman says, hey, dear <laughs> Slow Ride Podcast, if I'm riding uphill with a vest wide open... Over a jersey, is that considered a half-schleck?
1: That's a great mm. question.
2: So a full-schleck is when the jersey is fully
0: unzipped for all
2: yes. of our new listeners. it's We've been talking about this for a while.
0: Preferably no base layer, but you know we'll make an exception. Preferably yes. just a climber's chain and a scrawny, scrawny chest.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only... Legal definition by which you can call something a full schleck is if you are down to base layer at minimum. base layer or less. So this, uh, you know he's only trying to define if if there exists a half schleck, is this what it is? And I think you could you could make an argument that this is Schleck adjacent. Um, mm. But what do you think? Is it? Can we define it as a half schleck?
0: I'm trying to search for, i uh, have doing some Google image searches for Frank Schleck vest, and I'm not uh-huh. coming up with anything. I don't know if Frank's ever worn a vest, um, uh-huh. so I don't know. I mean, it's sort of, they set the rules. So. It's a
1: little bit different track than I would have gone, but I see <laughs> what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, the only time I can think of a, a, a vest flapping behind you in the wind majestically is on a descent, uh, when you did not get that thing zipped back up in time, um, uh-uh, which would yeah. be the opposite. Uh, like full slack is when you're climbing. And I know this question asker, uh, uh, is referring to climbing, but, um, I don't know how often I've been climbing personally where I'm like, I'm just a little too hot for this vest, but not hot enough to, <laughs> to the Jersey.
0: What? Well- well, I mean, but you know, the if you part of the reason you go the full schleck is you, you you're in the, you're in the heat of the moment. Yeah, you know, you just got to stay cool enough to to follow the moves. Follow maybe some guy that's gonna Everest at some point.
1: I think that kind of uh, gets to the point here. Uh, I don't think you can halfway schleck. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we can define that. I think you need to go all in, and that's why it is a full schleck.
0: <laughs> you have either schleck or you haven't. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess so we can just
0: keep figuring this
2: one out, but we don't really have an answer. I guess is
1: I mean, the, I think I just answered it.
2: That there is no halfway schleck. There is no yeah. halfway
1: schleck. All right.
2: <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh before we hit emails, guys. We have a slew of reviews that we have not gotten to. So um oh. let's just go with it right away. Are you guys ready?
1: Mm-hmm. All set. Five stars
2: inner bike dork from Tony Mioni. When I first found your podcast over a couple years ago, I mainly used it to help me fall asleep. Obviously, I couldn't make sense of the witty banner that was going over my head. But like therapy, over time, you guys helped me work through a lot of feelings I had towards bike racing. (laughs) I realized I had been repressing my inner bike dork since I stopped racing. Since listening to your pod, I got my kids into bike racing. Then I tried it myself, taking the mandatory Cat 5 downgrade into the dad category and loving it. My oh, most recent, well, all right. my most recent WAP white angle podium fanboy move was to upgrade my five o'clock bean to Grimper Brothers Coffee. This is my favorite podcast, though I'd never admit it. Thank you, Rigatoni <laughs> from Rhode Island. P.S. I will be saving my Klein ninety nine Klein Android Pro in my basement for future generations. <sighs> the luminescent <sighs> paint job is transcendent.
0: Beautiful, it is,
2: Tony. <sighs> Fantastic. Also from Rhode Sweet Island, Tony. special shout out to the ocean state, little roadie in the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Little known fact, I was born there. So when I become <laughs> world famous, I'm going to have Rhode Island as my You're flag. Put Rhode Island on the map, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I just made more coffee, two stars from Courier Dave, upgraded for one star for the <laughs> Minneapolis episode. Thanks, Dave. Longtime Thanks, fan. Thanks, Dave.
1: <laughs> That's big. that's a hundred percent improvement over a one star. <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, pretty he good.
0: Really, he's really making us work for it.
2: On my R three,
0: a Cervello fan. Wow!
2: Please ah. do a three hundredth episode part two. You guys were just scratching the surface. Well, that is true. Fantastic. I, I appreciate that. And finally, uh, Matt M. From at Champions Awareness, we talked about last week with a happy birthday. Always off the front, five stars, so here's my situation. You're joining your local group ride and miss the rendezvous point. No worries. Tim, Spencer, and Little Guy are with you. You meet up with them at the base <laughs> of Hinkepi Hill. It's going to take a full team effort to get there fast. Well, Tim's the road captain, obviously. He's got these roads covered and make sure those two left turns don't turn into a right-hand benders to the coffee shop. Time is uh-huh. of the essence, but Spencer is keeping it light and easy on the tandem. Now we actually have to get to Hincappy Hill. Ah, oh, yes. Little guy is off the front, half-schlecht. Wow. Uh, powering oh, the group oh. with his suave pedal strokes <laughs> on the single-speed climb. Well, for me, I am off the back talking, taking it all in. Keep it up, fellas. Thanks for take, taking me to the top of the hill each week. Five stars. Oh, well, Thanks. Matt, thank you for a great review. Gentlemen, yeah. we continue to slay it. Always friendly reminder, head over to Apple iTunes. Leave five stars. It helps others find the podcast besides you telling your friends that we exist.
1: I'm Googling Hincappy Hill because I need to know if this is a real place. Oh, <laughs> where, where would it
0: be? It's wherever where it be? George is right now. That's yeah. how it works. He just, he, he just
2: goes it. to the top and says, this is my hill.
0: It's, it's in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Whatever that climbing one, the stage 16 in or whatever.
2: Let's get into some emails, gentlemen. Guys at the slow ride. Listening to the latest podcast, which you cover, car companies delving into bikes, and I'm shocked the Ferrari Colnago collaboration with Italian colorway, which of course yeah. is a- available, adorned with Campy, didn't make the list. On sale for the low low price of nine thousand nine hundred ninety five from the list price of seventeen thousand. I had to double check as well. I love the list price. What is this being sold at Guitar Center, <laughs> or, or go straight to Ferrari's website and order the SF01 Giallo Medina. Also covered in Campagnolo for 18600 This frame looks very similar to my friend's Cervello, although without the Ferrari paint job and about $15,600 left. Had to do something with those Corona checks. Thanks to last laughs while gluing these tubes, Nick. Gentlemen, we did talk about the Conago collaborations with Ferrari in the green room.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it must not have made the, uh, the final cut there. That's, yeah, uh, that's embarrassing. That's an oversight for now, sure.
2: I will say that the feedback on our car-bike collab crossover did catch a lot. My favorite was our friends over at the Bike Shop CX bringing to us a John Deere bicycle. um, Not painted in John Deere green. It was in John Deere yellow. Uh, And then I, of course, went to my uncle, who you guys know, Uncle Ed, who got us into Schwamigan. again. Yes. who is who is our John Deere guy because he worked at oh. John Deere in uh, the Quad Cities for decades. Yes. And he, um, he sourced it and he found that same bike being sold at an auction for over $500 to which my uncle Ed said, because he used to be a bike mechanic back in the day, says, about $480 too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's hard to put a price tag on these collector items.
2: Marcus Dean emails us. Hey guys. Congrats, Tim, on your Eversting victory, Spencer, little guy. You'll get him next time. I can just stop here. Do you guys want me to keep reading this you know, uh, uh, email? You can no. keep reading, I
0: think, baby.
2: I'm hoping you can help me with a small problem I'm having. While I'm not selling anything on Craigslist list time, I do need help coming up with a name. A name for a new member of the family. We are uh. due to pick up a new puppy, a wire hair pointing griffin. So, once again, a wire hair pointing griffin for all of our listeners to Google on their Google machines. And so far, we haven't been able to come up with a name. My wife has tried countless prospective pup names on me. She doesn't, she does not quit. Every day, she has a few more. Please help Marcus Dean. Gentlemen, it is our time to come to service again. This dog, how would you describe this dog besides just looking at the pictures, knowing that it smells?
0: It's, it's adorable. It's adorable. It's shaggy. It's got a great shaggy. beard mustache combination. The facial hair. It looks a little bit like a World War One German <laughs> soldier.
2: The, the, beard, the beard mustache combo, for those who can't bring up the picture right now, does look like that one picture we have of Chris Horner, when Chris Horner was running yes. the goatee beer combo. Ah! Um,
0: that was so, yes. I'm just throwing me, that out there.
2: Like, like if yes. this dog has that going for it, um, Marcus, then, you know, a Horner name could be could go a long way. The yes. unretired one. Um, um, you
1: gonna name? You gonna name Doug Horner? No, I'm not. Dad, I'm just I mean, saying, like,
2: maybe that could be like the start of the conversation, like you know. And then you, you're uh-huh. like, oh, you just start calling it Saturn or um, you know something. Short that, sock. Uh, you know, or you're like, okay. oh, Grand Tour winner that never got re-signed. I wonder why. Um,
1: uh-huh. I I don't know. Oh, what do you, what do you, little guy? You got any ideas for this? Uh, you know. Naming I was, uh, I was getting,
0: dog, there's a shot, there's a Google image I found where it's looking straight at, at the camera. And it made me think of Taylor Finney when he had some facial hair. So, <laughs> so say Taylor okay.
1: the, Taylor- the facial hair is huge. It's a it's a big part. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, I follow that. Uh, you could just call it the Finney. Kaiser.
0: Cause it, cause they really, the dog looks well, more like a world war one German soldier and just, well, it call is a Kaiser to point out. Go with all It is.
2: It is no it is important to point out that this is a dog that is foundation is in it's a Dutch dog, right? Yeah. So oh,
1: okay it so doesn't look that tall. This this brings up the a, direction that I went. Dog from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. This is so where I was
2: going to, Spencer.
1: This was my inspiration for naming, and I thought, who who is deserving uh, of, of this? Like it's not like is the dog good enough to be named after the cyclist. No, no, it's the opposite. What cyclist deserves to be honored in this way. That led me to two options that I think are solid, uh, both for our level of respect and also for being a decent dog name. Unlike, Naming it Taylor Finney, which would be <laughs> hilarious. It's maybe not a good dog name. I'd be great. It'd be great.
0: So
2: this is this is the route I'm going. I, I like the I like yeah. where you're going here, Spencer. So you. you... So I'm going to throw out my two options.
1: Yes. I'm going to throw out Terpstra.
2: Terpstra, good name.
1: Now that now that's a stretch. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a that's He's a that's so... a hard sell. All
0: right, but it's good. It's okay, good. and me The one up.
1: that I think. Could be a slam dunk with the family because they'll make other associate, other non-cycling associations, but you'll know. You'll, you'll know. Mar- Marcus will know and be like, yeah, I got this. Wilco. After Wilco Kilderman. Oh, that could mm, be good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Terpstra. I like
2: like so I want to say that naming an animal after a professional cyclist is actually a fairly common thing. A lot of people have done this. I had DeLuca the cat I have mm-hmm. lots of friends that have
0: other cycling names. Can you name one. another one? Because I feel like Mercs. you're just making this I have a friend that had a Merck dog. Okay. Yeah, there's
1: tons of Eddies and, and things yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But how often, are, like, how often are dogs named after guys who've gotten fourth in the Volta? I mean, that's, why, that's why you're setting a precedent if you go with Wilco.
2: I was going the same way, Spencer, but uh-huh. my... I I went very simply I was just going to um the man that George Hincapie dethroned as having the most Tour de France starts and finishes at 16 before uh breaking it and of course I'm talking about Zuter Milk. Nice. I just think okay. I just think Zoop, Joop could be an amazing name uh for a dog. So there you go. That's it. Just a Dutch cyclist. Doesn't have the Chris Horner goatee. Um but you know, there you go.
0: It's what do you a, got loaded? It's guy? a good looking dog. No, I was gonna say, I mean Horner or finney but you know, okay, you scoop me. It. You scoop me on the Horner, man.
2: Fit Finney's horrible.
0: <laughs> just did don't do that.
2: Joseph Floyd hits us up for your viewing pleasure. Attach, please find an autographed copy of the outside magazine of which you spoke in episode 303. I have this framed in my pain cave. All it cost me was $25 to attend the Floyd's <laughs> I Didn't Do It tour. In which he, his agent, and some doctor that I think ended up being the sponsor of the ouch team he later rode for tried and succeeded, I'm sad to say, to convince me that he was a victim of an improper test and some sort of conspiracy. I never really understood. You may not recall, but he toured the US after the tour to raise money and make his pitch that his massively failed test was false and he was the true winner of the tour. Regardless, the tour results in my book, he'll always be the winner in life. Suck it, Lance. Love your show. Keep up. Keep me in stitches every week, Joe Flynn from Dallas, Texas. Absolutely love this autographed copy. This does contain yeah. the picture. I was wrong. I said that it was the cover photo of the of the photo shoot. It was not the one that I wanted. I did put up on the uh, the mm-hmm. Twitter feed. But Joe, thanks so much for that. I I do recall that uh that um uh to, the apology tour, right? I had forgotten fundraising about that. Yeah.
0: Well, it was it was an apology tour, and that he was asking. For, for my, you to ask the UCI for an apology. That's right. To him. <laughs> that's how it was an you apology know, tour. That the one. The
1: only time that I've seen Floyd Landis racing a bicycle was right after that, when he was racing domestically for the ouch team uh, that uh, that was referred to in that, that email. And he raced at the Nature Valley Grand Prix in Minnesota. And I oh, got yeah. to see Floyd Landis climb the Stillwater Climb. Uh, on the last day of that stage race, which is uh, we were uh, run that you amazing. guys are well aware that they have an amateur race mm-hmm. earlier in the day. So we are, you know, well aware of the climb on that and how brutal it is. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone go up that climb faster than Floyd Landis yeah. uh, mm-hmm. post uh, suspension. So yeah. I don't know what that says. He didn't win that stage. I don't think if I, uh, but I don't think so, yeah. he still went up it uh, in the middle. Pretty dang fast when he wanted to, and uh, it was yeah. impressive, got to say. Yeah.
2: A question of language. Dear Slow Riders, from Jeffrey Barnison. In the midst of our cynical and snarky, can I say despairing age, you guys are beacons of friendship and fun. One of the signs of this is Spencer's weekly exhortion to greet our fellow cyclists we meet on the road. Like many of your listeners, I'm sure, I've been doing this as long as I can remember. But in recent days, I've come under criticism from my wife, And my high school age boys, this stems from my habit of greeting cyclists with that time-honored word, allay. I've been doing this as long as I can remember, certainly since 1978, as long as I've been racing. My wife believes that nobody understands what I'm saying. My kids just like it. My kids just think it's weird. I think (laughs) it's kind of fun and harmless. And don't most cyclists know what this means anyway? Come on. Go ahead, go. <laughs> but I could be wrong and need to reset. The last thing I need to do is give my family even more reasons to be embarrassed around me. So don't hold back. I need to know if I'm being a dweeb or a Fred or whatever the phrase is today. One final word. Yesterday while riding with a friend in central Maine, I shouted a at an approaching cyclist as he crested a hill. As we passed, he shouted back grazie enough said your enthusiastic listener <laughs> jeff from Cambridge Mass I yeah. love this email this this is yeah. definitely an all-timer email gentlemen I what how do you feel should jeff change his greeting or should he stick with a lay after all these years
0: uh stick with it man yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
1: you pretty much have to yeah like even if even if you should change it at this point you have to stick with it like there's You've drawn your line in the sand. Oh yeah. Uh, very yeah. clearly and yeah. there's no backing down from this. But uh that said I do think I think you're in the right uh still. Yeah. And actually the the tactic I would take is not one of defense uh as your sort of email suggests like help me help me like one of offense instead. So you need to retrain your uh high school aged Yeah clearly bratty kids that this is, uh, <laughs> wow.
2: To, this just took a turn. There are,
1: <laughs> there, there are, uh, uh, certain codes out there. And you know, as Omar from the wire would say, a man's got to have a code. He's got to have a code. They, they should understand so, that. And the best way to do that, I think that you can get through a teenager's mind is to buy a Jeep Wrangler. And you're going to have to buy a Jeep Wrangler so that when you're driving around, all the other Jeep people mm. wave at you, give the wave. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to give you the Jeep wave. Mm -hmm. And if your kid borrows the car to go, you know, to the bowling alley or whatever they're doing these days, (laughs) Jeep people are going to wave at them and they're going to be like, Oh, and they're going to start to get it. Right. And all of a sudden they're going to be like, my dad's pretty cool. He's got a whole community of people that like him and respect him enough to just wave at him because he's doing his goofy hobby that I don't understand. And that, and it's going to click. So unfortunately, yeah, you're going to have to spend 50 grand on a Jeep, <laughs> but it's going to be
2: worth it. This is great advice. Jeff, I love this email for a couple of things. One is, I don't think the kids need to uh, be re-educated; They already know how awesome you are because they're complaining about what you're doing on these trips and when you're out there on a bike. Like, that means that you're the winner. That Like, you're still bugging them that they know that years from now, they're going to be like, whenever they see a cyclist, they're going to go allay. I, yeah this... Yeah, This thing is dynamite. I love that you also dated yourself to say you started racing in 1978, <laughs> which is right around, it's a little bit before Breaking Away, I believe. I'm trying to think like when Breaking Away is, um, producer will check that for me, but I think that <laughs> all of that in there, like that is prime American racing age. That is when whatever was before Velo News was cool and we were all about it and saying a lay was the awesome thing because while we were shaving our legs and um, and dad was maybe selling used cars on a lot in Bloomington, Indiana. I don't know. But yeah. a lay all the way. Um, I don't say a lay to people because I don't think I can pull it off. It sounds like you can pull it off. You got a guy responding back to you appropriately with the grazi.
1: So don't stop. Uh, no, just you- a producer editorial yeah. here. Yeah. Um, July 13th, 1979, yeah. release date of break. There you up. go. He's before his time when he
2: starts yeah. shouting out the LA. I love this. This is, this, we need more of this. I will continue to wave because I can't get away with it. Jeff, you are a, a certain individual that can pull this off. So keep with it.
0: You especially got to do it because you're probably known around your area as the LA guy. You stop doing it. Somebody sees you. You don't give them the la; they're going to be like, man, what's my problem? He gives everybody the la; He didn't give it to me. And for a little while, people are going to really feel like they, you don't like them.
2: That's true. So we are almost at the end of the podcast tonight, gentlemen. We have so much already set aside for next week's episode to keep people coming back. I can't wait to talk about it. But little guy, there is one thing that has been at the top of my list that I needed to circle back to. And of course, I'm talking about your favorite team, Kofidis. Yes, and your need to outfit yourself with everything possible, Colfittus, <laughs> because I don't know why. But what do you got for me?
0: I had to dig around because after I put this on the Slack as a thing to talk about, I couldn't find it, and I was a little worried. I imagined this Colfittus casual merch that I had seen, <laughs> but if you head over to their Instagram page, they got a couple of T-shirts, they got a uh, a tote, and the, and they got a mug. The, and I saw this, and I and I immediately thought, well, that's <laughs> silly. Nobody likes Cofitus. And then I kind of looked at it for a second, and I was like, I totally want some Cofitus merchandise. Like, I don't know, a little picture of somebody with a little Team Cofitus cycling cap on. Like, they're just bad enough, and they've been around long enough that it feels like the ultimate cycling nerd thing to carry my books from the library home in my Cofitus little bag. I want it. I want okay. it bad. Is it is this t- is it too far? Is what I was wondering to you guys. Yes, it is or, 100% or,
2: too far. Except maybe the. Is it too good? The cycling cap. It's got a good amount of lift, as our friend Mitch Docker would say on yeah. the picture. But it a is a little too far because. Is it okay to like Cofidis? Like I, I feel that Cofidis is kind of like that. We're all in on FDJ and AG2R.
0: I mean, they've been around so long and not really been good for a long time it's easy to forget about them but i feel like you got to give them a certain amount of props just for being french consistent (laughs) consistent french sponsors you know but like always
1: i don't know if they've been good since they put uh bobby julek on the podium of the tour in 1998 which (laughs) which could
0: mean one thing is that they haven't been good since they stopped cheating hypothetically i mean maybe they've still been (laughs) cheating but like we definitely know uh bobby julek era colfitis they were cheating you know, so...
2: I mean, who's to say?
0: Who do Bobby. They have? Who oh. do they
2: have on their team right now? Who's the... Um,
0: <laughs> they got, the got Viviani. Champion. They got Laporte. Okay. okay. Um, just, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's the thing.
1: That's the problem right there, is I don't know if you can have merch unless you can name everybody on that team, little guy, because somebody's going to be like, oh, sweet, did you see... Like you're gonna run in the second you put that shirt on, you're gonna run into the other Kofidis freak in Minneapolis. Oh well, I got and a DeRosa too. They are gonna grill you. And you, and they're they're gonna be like, what are their two best albums or whatever? And oh, is you're that not thing? gonna know.
0: They got Haas. I can mention Nathan Haas. Like
2: they're their two best albums. I I love that uh comparison, Spencer, because that would totally happen. Like if you're wearing Kofidis, you know, that's yeah. That's
1: yeah. that's kinda asking for I'm, a conversation, saying, right? Yeah. That's kinda you like riding be a recumbent. Yeah. I got to
2: someone, admit, yeah. going to talk to you.
0: I spend a lot of time thinking about cycling and reading silly crap about cycling. There are a lot of people on this team that I know nothing about. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. These guys so, are in the top tier, and it's—I'm just like—I have no idea. This could be a third division French team. For, so
2: they're for, in the world tour. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what's their?
0: What's their deal? <laughs> what, what What is what your is, plan, Kofidis? What are you well, going to do? Like, are thing. you going to? Are you trying to win? Are you there to? Because tr- <laughs> uh,
1: what they are a third division French team. They just have a world. Tour what is what is okay.
0: your intention with my my attention? What is your intention with my attention? I feel like you don't have a plan for the future. Yeah, they've been around forever. At this wow. point, that is that is bad. That's just bad. Besides they've Bobby Julie,
2: I think it's been kind of downhill since
0: they've had some. You know they had their moments through 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 the years. Name one. <laughs> uh, see, this I'm is trying, why you can't I'm wear this.
2: This is where you can't wear the merch. <laughs> I guess they had Igor Astorola when he won the worlds, right?
0: Uh, wait. Did, or did he, he go to them afterwards?
2: No. Then he quit. see that I can't. No, no, no. He went to them after he won worlds. He went to yeah. them
0: on the big money contract afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they I don't had know how th- they had how that They out. had Robert or De- not Robert. They had. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> see, oh my god, they had I can't David think Miller. Of anything about that Wow, yes, is... yes, they had David Miller when he was when he was juicing.
2: Wow, well, there you go. So, little guy, no, do not buy Kofidis merch. May I recommend <laughs> that you get some FDJ merch or some uh, Europe well, car merch? I mean, that's you know,
0: that's I, obvious though. This is this is this is like like showing up and telling everyone that you're you've reevaluated bush and it's really good or something
1: i would <laughs> now, little little guy let's let's be tim let's just be frank with the little guy here he is not at kofidis level merch buying he oh, should probably just head to com slash shop and get himself some slow ride t-shirts yeah, that's because true. that's about the level that he's i know at. who
0: all those guys are i just
2: oh little guy that is just a. Uh, Spencer, that's a good shout out. But I will end with this, Kofidis. I know we we bust chops on Dimension Data, whatever Mitchelton Scott's sponsorship is. We all have our love affair for top ranked teams. Quick Step amongst us, Movistar for myself, and uh, you know the other squads. Kofidis clearly has to be at the bottom of the power rankings for all World Tour teams, right? Like. <clears throat> Probably. No one even comes yeah. close to being that just forgettable slash just forgettable. Like, that. Like I don't even know what else to say about covid is. Yeah, they yeah. have Viviani.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're That's rebuilding. Cool. It's a good-looking like jersey.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Is it? Is it? <laughs> the red bibs. That
0: doesn't do it for
2: me. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, with that humdinger of a close- it is time to sign off at, on another fantastic episode 304 in. We would like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com. Check out the shop for some buffs or some masks, or check out our family of shows. We gave a pretty shout out to No Training Wheels. Check them out this week. Uh, next week, we'll tell you about another great show. We'd also like to encourage you to head over to our partnership with Grimper Brothers. Just head to WideAnglePodium.com coffee and pick up some beans. It's a great way to support the network and bucklerskincare.com for the wide angle podium chamois cream called the Miracle WAP. The tingle is the miracle. And with that, I am Tim in lovely
1: Orlando, Florida.
0: I am mad in Minneapolis remembering that they have Gouliamine Martin who got 12th on the tour last year. See, I know something.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston uh, where I don't have to defend my love of bad teams. <laughs> And reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road aay Hey, I need to that. love it Fun. The Slow Ride podcast bikes, advice and rumors straight from the source the and on Twitter at the Searching for the stories outside of cycling, but still inside cycling,
2: The Gravel Lot is a weekly interview series where we talk about our shared experiences in the cycling community and talk with people that we think
1: you guys might be interested in. Absolutely, and The Gravel Lot is actually not always about gravel, but it is the place that is your local trailhead. It could be
2: the meet-up parking lot where you meet your friends.
1: Or the post-ride watering hole.
2: It's really the place where you sit down, share your stories, and talk about
1: life. Yeah, and dive into the things that really matter to you on Two Wheels or beyond.
2: The Gravelot has brand new episodes every single Thursday morning, along with a bi-weekly editorial column every other Tuesday.
1: So check out the show, check out the Beeline, and join the conversation and find out all you need to know about the Gravelot at thegravelot.com.